What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and this is our podcast about sports and, of course, bourbon. And we have changed the format just a little bit. Yeah, we've gone from really talking for a long amount of time <laughs> to breaking this thing up. We had a little feedback from our, our listeners, and they asked that we uh, put more content out there and maybe talk a little less. Yeah, just shorten, just shorten the episodes we, a little bit. We can be a little verbose, but, you know, we like to talk. I like yeah. to hear myself talk. You do, too. Absolutely. And, and so what we've decided and to the do more, is... the more bourbon I drink, the more I like to talk. That's right. <laughs> so, now we're, so now we're doing the bourbon part first. So we're a little tipsy at this point. <laughs> so maybe the content might be a little bit edgier, maybe a little more lively. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Probably not. But we've broken it up. We've, we've already done our spot at the bar where we've rated some bourbon. Ooh. And now we're here at the table right. to talk a little sports. That's right. We did our opening toast uh, over at the bar. And uh, so what we're going to do here is we're going to come in with our scumbag of the week. Another one of our favorite little segments that we like to do each week. So for part two of the episode that airs on Fridays, we're going to start that with the scumbag of the week. Part one, we start with our toast. Part two, we're going to start with our scumbag. It makes sense. So you want to go first yeah, on the scumbag? Me, let me go first on okay. the scumbag. I'm, I'm, you know, it... With respect to the, the World Cup, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and, and put Giovanna, Giovanni Reina out there, the U.S. men's national team midfielder. The story came out, uh, I guess, yesterday or what have you on, on the fact that uh, he was kind of dogging it out in practice, hmm. wasn't giving full effort. He got called out by coaches, got called out by teammates, and he admitted to the fact that he was a little bit uh, – sad in the mouth because he wasn't named a starter so he kind of pulled back a little bit and that's probably why he wasn't named a starter i mean I'm, because i'm a little that's a red pissed. flag that's I'm a, a little, red flag yeah i'm a little pissed about that giovanni because you know there were there was a lot of talk in the media about why isn't reina getting playing time mm-hmm. why isn't reina getting playing time well this is why yeah and so this is another example of why we as fans sometimes need to shut the hell up and quit you know second guessing these coaches right because you're not and i'm not yeah kobe's not, not we're not yeah. privy to the so inside what's happening info. behind the scenes exactly so giovanni you pissed me off because you were a player and now you're only 20 years old well that's what that's what i was gonna say he's only 20 so you know there's still time for him to mature i mean 20 still young we had a great midfield though so we were crushing it without him right right but right well, but he, he's we're going to be dependent on him over the next eight years. That's right. Well, the next four years, he's got time to grow up. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, if, if he doesn't, he, he won't even have a spot on the squad probably. No, nah, and, you know, I've, I've, we've watched him play enough if you follow enough men's soccer, and Giovanni's going to be back. He's a good player. He's young. He's got good speed. So he's going to be back, and, and, you know, I'll certainly forgive you tomorrow. But you're <laughs> my scumbag of the week today. So you'll forgive him next week. It might take a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right, well, my scumbag, and this just came out last night. This is mm-hmm. hot off the press. But University of Texas men's right. basketball coach Chris Beard was arrested. He was put in jail about 2 a.m. Monday, Monday morning uh, for an assault on a family member impeding breath circulation. 
you don't put your hands on them. And he's the, the men's basketball men's coach? basketball coach. They were number two ranked. Of course, they lost and and, right. and fell, and that might be why he was pissed. I don't know, but no, there's never an excuse for putting your hands on on a lady. And uh, you know, his lawyer came out and said that it was totally unjustified, and you know, the the complainant you think? wants him. You know, immediately released and wants to drop all charges. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, he's my scumbag of the week because, like I said, I I don't believe you ever put sure, your, put your hands on not. on a woman. Definitely don't put your hands around her neck and choke her. Right, uh, for sure. So, so that's my scumbag is Chris Beard. I actually had a couple of honorable mentions. Also, who's your honorable mention? Throw my, them out. My first honorable mention is. The roughing the passer penalty oh, God. in the NFL. Did you did you watch the Sunday night football game last yeah, night? Yeah, I did. That and did was, you see that beautiful yeah. sack yeah, that, that Jalen Phillips had on yeah, Herbert? How's, how's he supposed to fall with full momentum? And, and they're going to call that pass interference. Yeah, I mean, uh, roughing the passer. I'm telling you, the game is different. It's different. I'm not going to say a lot of the rules aren't for the better because no, I've I, seen yeah. a lot of players who ordinarily – might have been the end of their career, especially oh, yeah. wide receivers. Oh, absolutely. But still yet. I mean, I think they're going to revisit they, this rule and, somewhat. And yeah, they definitely – I mean, it's it, it's become a joke and there's – That was uh, in front of his home t- home crowd too. Well, it, He's you know, a San Diego – he's a L.A. guy. And Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was it was a big momentum changer in that game. I mean, that yeah. actually that one call possibly could have been what cost the Dolphins that game because they had them stopped. I don't know. Tua's inaccuracy well, Tua, was another yeah, – I mean, I know you're – we're both big Tua guys, yeah, but he, you know this guy right here is a huge Tua he, guy. I'm surprised he ain't wearing his jersey with tears on it, but <laughs> – he can't oh. seem to hit the broad side of a bar right now. Man, I've never seen two of that inaccurate. He what was, is He up? was actually, I think, less accurate last weekend. But yeah, Really? He, I didn't see that one. But he, last night I was like, damn. Of course, he had he had much better stats last week against the Niners than he did last night against the uh, Chargers. Chargers. And that, that's, that's my second honorable mention is Bart Scott. Bart Scott. Because after the chart, I mean, after the 49ers game, he was ripping the organization a new one, the Dolphins, for flying back to Miami. And then their internal clocks were going to get off again, and they're going to get adjusted back to Eastern Standard Time. And then they got to fly back out to California and play the Chargers. And this guy's on ESPN, gets paid. Miami didn't fly back home. They stayed no. in California all week. Do your homework, Bart. He he was doing his homework five minutes before the show. Well, he looked like a dumbass. He did look like a dumbass. By saying, you know. I think just, he is a dumbass, though. I Bart, actually, I, he actually, of all the guys on ESPN, he he's one that I, yeah. how do I put this, dislike the least? Dislike the least, <laughs> yeah. I but, don't know. But, don't yeah, know. he, uh, I mean, that was not a good look. That, I mean, he just went on and on and ranted and, and just – Look like look foolish because he didn't know what he was talking about. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, my the rough in the passer. They need to do something about that. They need to fix that this summer after yeah. you know, after the season's over. Um, it's definitely I mean, you, a work in progress. The yeah, I'm gonna say I mean, this. I'm a, I, I know the quarterback is your face of the franchise. It you know and, and yeah, but it's it's out of hand, man. It it's is. out of hand, and especially 
Well, I mean, going forward, you know, the game changes so much. I, I think we need to dedicate a show to to the off during the off season about the officiating because mm-hmm. the total officiating and that goes from college all the way to the NFL is just horrendous. Yeah, it, it, it's it, horrible. Yeah, it, it has, and it seems like it gets worse every year. It does. It does. It's, it's and horrible. I, I almost was going to make referee football referees or officials. My scumbag of the week, but uh, of course, when Chris Beard did what he did, that, that pretty much sealed it for me there. But we should have a scumbag of the year. Hell yeah! Let's take all of all our scumbags of, yeah. and then decide out of all of them who's our scumbag of the year. Yep. Anyway, I don't know if we'll be able to narrow it down to just one. I don't know. We've had a lot of we've had a lot, lot of scummy bags out there. Yes, we so. have. All right, well, let's uh, get off the scumbags and let's uh, come in hot and talk about you know some. Some current things. We've been, we, we were just talking about the NFL. A couple things happening in the NFL right now. Uh, the Titans fired their GM, John mm-hmm. Robinson, which that surprised me a little bit. I mean, they first place. They were the number one seed in the conference last year. But I, you know, I don't. There again, like you said a little while ago, we're not privy to what's going on behind the scenes. Right. And, right. Uh, so who knows what what happened there? I, but, I don't know. I mean, I think I think he quite possibly lost his job over over the off season really yeah you know losing aj brown well, and then yeah, that's and Traylon burks has been injured the whole season i mean i think burks is quite possibly i don't want to call him a plug-in right but you know when he has played, they're very similar very he similar has been games. productive yeah, for a rookie similar. so i think the lack of the passing game has really caused trouble with with their bell cow i mean they are known for derrick henry and without d henry breaking breaking loose they don't stand a chance he actually it's funny you mentioned uh, aj brown because he got fired the morning after aj's big big game (laughs) for the eagles so it's kind of like the owner was like against the titans wasn't it wasn't that his comeback hey, coming home against the Titans? It might, it might have been. I think it was. It might have been. But yeah, like, I think the owner was like, that should be – he should be doing that for us, not not Philadelphia. So. Yeah. No, I think definitely the A.J. Brown move is, is where he lost his job for sure. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Ritter is taking, yeah. taking over uh, for Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. That wasn't so, a shock. Nah. Wasn't a shock. And, and, I mean, you know, Marcus – it's got a little bit of a knee issue. Might go on the IR, but uh, the coach said that this is performance based. Uh, so it's. I mean, I think Marcus Mariota is one of them fringe starters. Might be just a fantastic backup a, to yeah, have on yeah, your yeah. on your team for sure. He, you can plug and play him a game here, a game right, there. Right. But over a stretch of games, yeah, it's, nah. You know, Nick Foles. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't just give him the keys. To the car, to the franchise, you know, I but he, he can fill in and do some things for you. Ritter's uh, built; he's built for the NFL game too. I mean, he's got some nice size. Who? Ritter. Oh, okay. Got Ritter. some nice size. Yeah. Um, he's he got a little some, thin. Got, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a little thin, a little but bit, he'll but, fill out. Uh, he's. I don't know what his age. I think he's in a little bit older. He was yeah, a little he, older yeah, when he, he came yeah, into the league. But, yeah, he stayed. You know, he's got a he decent arm, not an overwhelmingly strong arm, but a good arm, good legs. You know. Had Cincinnati into the into the playoffs, so he obviously a is a winner for sure. Yeah, so I don't I don't blame the Falcons. Which ironically, I mean the the AFC, I mean the NFC South, it's crazy. <laughs> I know. 
It's crazy. The Panthers are right back in it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of why I transitioned it that way. Let's talk <laughs> about the Panthers a minute. Let's talk about Steve Wilkes. Okay. Four and four since he took over the interim tab. Right. He's got his team playing good football, mm-hmm. smash mouth football. They yeah. are running the ball yeah. the way Carolina, the way Matt Rule said they were going to do but didn't. Mm-hmm. And you know Wilkes is running a three-headed monster in the backfield. Yeah. If you you know fantasy-wise, if you have one of their running backs, <laughs> you weren't you, happy yesterday. You got to be miserable. So, but but from an NFL standpoint, you got fresh legs fresh. coming in, and the Panthers are running all over the people. Yeah. I mean, they beat a good team yesterday. I mean, they did Seattle, beat a good team at Seattle, and they actually they. They didn't do my fantasy team any good, but they did my Giants good because right, they helped the Giants are still in sure. the playoff, even though I, that's, that's another whole other topic. I don't. We'll, I, we'll talk about that. I, I don't think they're, they're going <laughs> to be in the playoffs, but, uh, yeah, so they knocked out – they knocked Seattle down a notch. So, right now, it's the, the three wild card teams are the three NFC East teams – not, that was that not was, named the Eagles, and that was their first. The Panthers. That was their first dub on the road since Cam Newton won at Arizona yeah. on his first game back with Carolina. So and that's, it's been and, a long. And that's one time. of the, and that's one of the hardest road games to win is sure. in Seattle because that place is loud. You got to go across the country. Uh, so yeah, it was right. the Panthers are playing some good ball. That's why we you know we kept saying. They're not going to be it, – They're not. They're, it's going to be a quick fix with the Panthers. Sure, yeah, they got the building blocks. I mean, they still got a chance of winning the division this year. One game back. Yep. And they got a they got a uh, two-week – or a January matchup with Tampa Bay. Right. And they're only, like I said, they're only one game back. I, I tell you one, one last thing on the Panthers. Steve Wilkes' post-game press conference, he kind of called out Tepper in his post-game conference. He – he uh, he he mentioned he alluded he was talking about all the adversity he was proud of his team and uh, all of his press game or pregame and postgame conferences or, or pressers they're so inspiring I mean the dude is he's inspiring <laughs> I think his players love him but he he was talking about how the Carolina Panthers organization had sold out you know they were tanking. He alluded to them tanking. Hmm. Now, he's come out today and said that was taken out of context. But I think he was kind of taking a <laughs> shot at Tepper because he probably doesn't have a chance at the job. Right. Which I think is horse shit. Right. Because David Tepper wants an offensive guy. But we could sit here and talk right now about how all these offensive guys are doing in the NFL. They're, they're offensive. They're, <laughs> it's good. That's good. That's good. They're very offensive. But, you know, the thing about NFL is, is, you know, the offenses always get the leg up for a year or two year there, but the defenses catch, catch up. up yep. I like Wilkes. He's a defensive guy. Smash mouth offense, defense. I think you can win in this NFL that way. I, I disagree. Well, and that's, that's, that's what this time of year and, and playoffs – You've got to be able to play defense and run the ball. It gets cold by oh, playoff yeah. time. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're right. You know, up in Buffalo next weekend, it's going to be snowing, seven inches of snow on the ground. You think Tyreek and, and uh, Waddle for the Dolphins are going to be able to just run all them 
Got to be able Pass to, routes. Got to be able to ground and pound, you gotta, man. You got to be, when you go into Buffalo, you got to be going to Buffalo. And that's what in, makes in December, January. You're not going to throw the ball right. all over the field. And that's what makes Philadelphia so dangerous. Yeah, because they they can do it all. And I mean, they MVP front runner. I mean, he looks great. He, he looks he, great. He looks Philly complete is. control. Nothing, he, nothing flusters that young man. He mm-hmm. is nice. even keel, cool and calm, man. Yeah, never gets. He even said that in his in his interview on the field. You see, his Mm-mm. depends on which show NFL show you watch, right. you know. But no, Philly is Philly is so freaking balanced, man. And they get Jordan Davis back. Yeah. Did he come back yesterday? I didn't notice him yesterday. You know uh, that. You know when they get Davis back, you know they're going to be plugging up the uh, run yeah. game. I noticed Sue a lot. He was yeah. very active against the Saquon in the running game. But I mean, you could just see. That's what I wasn't even you know really upset that they were beating the hell out of the Giants like they were because you could just see the difference in talent level between the two rosters. It just – I mean, they're skilled at every level, mm-hmm. especially with uh, – and, you know, you know my propensity to forget names. Who's their running back? Oh, uh, Miles Sanders. Miles my, Sanders is killing it. Yeah. You know, and, and then they got, got Austin then, that can come in. Yeah, and, and then you got Jalen, the run game with Jalen, and then you got that pass game. With Brown and Slim, I mean, you, yeah, you take away the run, they're gonna they're gonna beat you with the pass. You take away the pass, they're gonna beat you with the run. Uh, Defensively, they're talented at all levels. Oh yeah, yeah, they got so Slay and and uh, Bradbury, you know, at the corners. The yeah, NFL they, is like uh, I, I can't figure it out. I mean, the Cowboys look like shit. I mean, one week you think okay, the Cowboys are team to beat. Then they go and play the Houston Texans and, and got lucky. Got lucky, like almost you know, laid an egg. I mean, it's stupid. Stupid play calling by the Texans when they had first and goal where they could have put the game away. Right. And uh, just just poor play selection down there at the goal line. And uh, and then Dallas takes over down there at the two, and they're able to go the whole length of the field and get their own two-yard touchdown run from Zeke to win the game. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it uh, – I got Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles, man. They're just – to me, that's that's the three that are just head and shoulders better. You know, I, I, I I've, I'm not going to sleep on San Fran. Well, I, I'm not. I mean, I was sleeping on them until the end of the game yesterday. I think they can win with Purdy because yeah. their defense is just defense that good. And, and they got two headed running game with McCaffrey and, and that other kid. But uh, they did they did probably lose Debo yeah, for the rest of the regular season. It looked it looked worse than than I think you know that. They're saying it's probably a high ankle sprain that he'll probably miss, probably miss the rest of the regular season, but he should be back for the playoffs. But uh, yeah, it, I thought it was an ACL I know, the way I he got too. rolled up like that, um, which I hated to see. And then you could tell how emotional he was when they were carting him off. Right, which made me think that it was definitely season ending. Yeah, and yeah. I still, I still won't rule that out. Which nah, is emotional as well. I, you know, when they said it was an ankle instead of a knee, I think, like I said, I think that. Is a better diagnosis for him, so, right? No structural issues, so right. So, so that's yeah, good. I think it's just going to be a high ankle sprain, and depending on you know, I don't know if he's going to have the uh, what's it called, rubber band surgery, or yeah, whatever that yeah, that rubber uh, band, that high ankle sprain surgery. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to opt for the surgery or just uh, you know let it heal itself. But you know, he, he hopefully he'll be back for the playoffs. 
Because, yeah, like I said, when when that team with McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and yeah. that defense, I mean. Purdy just throwing Yeah, I mean, around. Purdy doesn't have to. No, he, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't go, have to go out there and win it. He just, no. doesn't, he just needs to make sure he doesn't lose it. Yep. Defensively, and, uh, they're they're geared to, to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, for and, sure. and like we talked last week, Purdy's got the perfect head coach to put him in a position yep. to win. So, I would, I, unfortunately I for San Fran, though, they're going to be on the road for their playoffs right. a lot. So. Well, but defense and running games travel. That's true. We said you yeah. said that. Yeah. We said, yeah. Pass, passing games don't always travel, but defense That's and running right. games will travel. Incidentally, Brandon Graham is up to eight and a half sacks on the season. I don't know if you remember in one of our early episodes, I said he's a guaranteed 10 sacker, and you <laughs> laughed like he's doing now. Eight and a half sacks. He had three yesterday. Oh. So, yeah, he BG. wasn't on pace. <laughs> BG. Anyway, let's, let's roll. That's enough football. Well, not, you that's, enough, that's enough pro football. We got to at least, you know, mention Mr. Caleb Williams winning the Heisman. And Mr. Max Dugan finishes second. Second. Mad Max. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about the Heisman, man. I'm still a little bit pissed about, you know, a couple of omissions. Yeah, from I still New think York. I still think Blake. Yeah, and, that was that was uh, unfair Hendon. to Hendon Hooker. Hendon I mean, should have been there. He should have been exactly. in there. He actually won the fans. No, I know Heisman. I know, and Corum Corum had the stats to be there. Yeah, just because they got, I mean, they got hurt late in the year. Yeah, so, that, was, that was some BS. Stetson, yeah, Stetson, Stetson didn't deserve to be there. No, not over, not over Hooker. I mean, not over, not even over Blake Corum. What, what did Corum finish? Did he finish behind Bryce at seven? Yeah, he finished. He finished one, one. Yeah, one spot below Bryce. I think because uh, Bryce was six. Hooker was five. Bryce was six. Bryce had seventeen votes, and I think Corum had eight, mm. something like that. But. Um, anyway, I, I I don't know. I mean, I think Caleb Williams. I mean, the the Heisman was so up for grabs this year. It was Caleb Williams. He peaked. Won at, it. He, he peaked at the right yeah, time. He won it at the end, and and I mean, it's hard to argue. And I mean, look at they. What's I, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Who's the coach? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Why do I forget these names, man? <laughs> Lincoln Riley, man. His track record on Heisman quarterbacks yeah, is impressive. It's crazy. So I mean, it doesn't wouldn't it surprise doesn't, me that he'll win back to back. But it doesn't equate to necessarily the pro game. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Kyler, the 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 jury's out on him. Baker, the jury has deliberated, and he's he's well, definitely. I don't know. Uh, he, looked, he showed some life. <laughs> Anyway, no, and, and and clearly it doesn't translate to national championships. Right, right. Well, and, you know, I, I, if there wasn't so much other stuff going on this week, I was actually considering uh, Baker as my toast this week for, for that comeback. <laughs> and Darnold, Sam for, Darnold. For that comeback win. 2-0. I would still take Darnold over Baker at this point. Yeah, I like I like him, but I thought Baker, Baker looked good. And... I mean, for only being there for 48 hours – and uh, yeah, he looked he to, looked kind of comfortable. He looked good in the Rams, so we'll see how that goes. There again, he he's he's with a coach that that's right. He's with a you know can can put him in a in a position to succeed. But uh, I tell you what, though, I really feel like he would do well in Wilkes's offense with play action because he's a play action quarterback, right? And them running it like they are. I mean, he would have done really good in in that offense, but I like Darnold too. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think Darnold. There's, I think there's still an opportunity for Darnold to to eke out a, a decent pro career. I think Baker's still going to be a career backup. I mean, I think you know, I've, in in terms of Darnold goes, I think the Panthers are definitely going to move forward with Darnold, but I still say they draft quarterback. Well, yeah, and that guy with their that first guy, choice, uh, Matt Corral, also. Yeah, true. You know that they He'll can be still back. try to develop. But uh, I, did you hear about Mike Leach? I did. I yeah, did. That was sad. You know, he had a massive heart attack, and you know they they still say he's he's not. Through through it, uh, right? You know, it's, it's, he's in ICU. Yeah, I mean he he's great for college football. He is. He's great for Mississippi State for and, sure. And you can really see the how much he is loved in the industry with all the the people yeah. that are coming out. You know, with text messages and this and that, and you know, yeah, every, everybody really wants the best for him. He's definitely one of one of my favorites to listen yeah, to he's a because he's so. He's just different. Yeah, it's just yeah, different. So, so we're praying so, for yeah, you. Yeah, coach, 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 please get better, and uh, we we hope to see you back on the Mississippi State sidelines. That's right. So, um, what else is going on? Transfer portal is full effect. <laughs> Texas A and M is leading the way with twenty already signed up for the portal, and that includes uh, four from last year's. That's right. Uh, highest ranked. Recruiting class, a couple of five stars. I think they they had quite a few four stars in there. Jimbo is a hot mess, man. I look, I got a whole section on Jimbo that I <laughs> wanted to talk about, but mo- mostly, you know, it, it was just the fact that you know, Jim. I don't know what it is about Jimbo. I mean, he got lucky and won a natty with the right dominoes in place the at Florida State with Jameis Winston and some other pieces to that puzzle. But I mean, he has always been notoriously weak up front in the trenches, wherever he goes. He and likes that flash. He does, he, he, man. He, he he can't. He doesn't understand that you build from within. Yeah, and well, and he actually. And some of those that are transferring out were, were four-star offensive and defensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had he had two four-stars and two three-star OLs from last year's massive 30-commitment class. Mm-hmm. So that's woefully inadequate considering where A&M was. Because right. A&M has absolutely blown A-Chain's career. Because yeah, oh, you yeah. tell, tell me A-Chain right now behind – you know, Georgia's O-line, Bama's O-line, Michigan's O-line. That's a Heisman winner. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's unstoppable. So, yeah, no, I think – and Jimbo, he, apparently they – apparently Bobby Petrino's number one on his list as an OC. OC yeah. He's finally realizing that offense has passed him up. His yeah. offense is so vanilla, so boring, so predictable. Of course, let, let's add – Add more shit show to this shit show. Yeah, you know, yeah. Bringing in Bobby Petrino. Better hide your motorcycles and, and your secretaries. And hide your female grad assistants <laughs> when Petrino comes to town. Oh, I mean, what, I'm kind of glad because I I absolutely have never liked Jimbo Fisher. Um, I really I really have always felt he's overrated. Maybe some of that was because of a little animosity towards Florida State, but still yet. Yeah, I mean, Jimbo to me is a joke, and he's 
he is not – I mean, he's been the worst coach since Sherman was at A&M. And, I mean, they fired – I can't remember his name. What's Mike – Oh, uh, Fran- Francione? No, no, no. The Anyway, they fired a couple of good coaches. Wasn't Fran- was Yeah, Fran- Dennis Francione oh, Dennis was, was, was there. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember the coach that I was I was thinking about. But, I mean, Jimbo – He's going to get run out, but it's fine for Jimbo because he's got a big I mean, buyout. Yeah, who cares? I mean, at, at this point, he probably would prefer not have to deal with all the headaches and just take his $100 million and ride off into the sunset. Maybe he can hop on the back of uh, Petrino's motorcycle and they can <laughs> Maybe he'll go come for a ride. Saban's <laughs> rebuild school of coaching. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, we need a we need an OC, but not we you, do, but Jimbo. You're – your time is done in college football. Your your offense is garbage, man. I tell you, uh, one thing that surprised me was uh, Kayshawn Boutte uh, is, know, is right? going back to LSU for another I mean, year. That surprised me. He's been me. mocked in the first round. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that based on I mean the the on field yeah, performance, but but yeah. yeah, for sure, I I I definitely was shocked by that. I mean, I think uh, LSU's LSU's definitely got some momentum. Right. Well, there were some uh, – some of the opt-outs are starting to uh, announce uh, for the college bowls. So, some of the bigger names, you got Will Levis mm-hmm. at Kentucky, Anthony Richardson. So, that's two of the, the quarterbacks, the bigger-name quarterbacks right. that uh, have opted out so far. Jackson Smith in Jigba. I think we talked about that last week. Yeah. Josh Downs. Right. Wide receiver from UNC, they've both opted out. Michael Mayer, Notre Dame's tight end. Yeah. Drew Sanders, yeah. Arkansas linebacker, uh, he's opted out. Joey Porter Jr. Uh, with Penn State. These are all first. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I, I don't. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you guys of their individual fan bases. Yeah, don't be mad. Don't be critical. Don't, don't be about upset it, about it. These these young men are protecting. Their future. Their families. Generational money. Yeah, their body is their livelihood. Sure. And uh, a bad – I mean, look at – who was the linebacker uh, for Notre Dame? Dame. Was it Jalen Smith? Yeah, I think it was Jalen Smith for Dallas. Yeah, that was – he was going to be like a top ten pick and blew his knee out in in a bowl game and wound up dropping, I think, to the third round. And he even missed his whole rookie season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, just – I get it. I mean, it's it's not worth the risk. It's uh, really not. You know, I there's mean, still some big names that haven't announced their intentions yet. Uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson still waiting to hear their decisions. I'm, I'm hoping they both opt out uh, for yeah, a couple of reasons. Sure. Uh, I want to I see – I think we talked about it last week. I want to see we Ty did. Simpson. I want to see – Jalen Milrow, when it's they know that you know, don't look over the shoulder. You guys are auditioning for this this job yeah, for next year. It's your job. Go couple take of, it. Couple of wideouts uh, for Tennessee. Yeah. Hyatt and Tillman. They haven't uh, announced their intentions yet. So I can't believe Tillman hasn't because he's been hurt yeah, he's anyway. He's been hurt anyway. And then of course Jalen Hyatt, who just won the Belindikoff uh, Award as the, as the nation's best wide receiver. He got hurt in the SEC championship yeah, so, game, I mean, didn't he? he? I, w- I would imagine that these guys are going to opt out, but they haven't officially done it yet. So, uh, 
So we'll see what happens there. Right. Um, you mentioned the World Cup earlier. It's down to the Final Four. That's another another one I almost toasted was Morocco being the the first African team. Yeah, that was that was that was exciting. Yeah. That was a good game. Yep, first African team to make the semifinals. They'll get to play France because uh your boy Kane couldn't make a Oh man, I know I'm I'm I was mad at I was mad at Harry Kane. <laughs> I was mad at Kane, but I mean what can you do? Airmailed it. Airmailed it. Well, the goalie made a nice move at the last minute. England, man. England, you know, I I grew up in England, so, you know, I'm I'm obviously a huge, you know, Three Lions fan. It's the English Premier League. I grew up on it. It's important to me. Soccer's been a, you know, big favorite sport of mine. Quietly in a closet because in the South, you know, you got – it was frowned upon. <laughs> um, but – yeah, I'm a little – man, England's just a choker in the World Cup. But they, they're young. They, it's they're like, young. It's Harry like the Kane. Old, it's like the old Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, who, who else were you talking – oh, USC or Lincoln Riley, you know. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley choker. team. They just can't seal the big deal. And So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, England, like you said, they, they kind of choked a little bit. And they that, do. They're, they're out. They're good, man. Of course, France is a good squad. France is good, but man, England had so many good opportunities. They did. They, they really, had so many they good really opportunities. They really gave that game away. But they're young too. Harry Kane's only uh, twenty-eight, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's like I think he's twenty-eight, twenty-seven, something like that. Anyway, they're young. So, so yeah. And then on the other side, you got Croatia going up against uh, Messi and Argentina. Right. So should be a good good final four. You know, I think Morocco's kind of the little Cinderella that I think this, that, that everybody's kind of rooting for. Always a Cinderella team. I guess I guess Morocco's this matchup it. you could kind of call it David and Goliath. You know, with Morocco going up against France because France, you know, their powerhouse. They they were picked by most, right? You know, to to win it. So. I like Argentina. I would I like, like to see Messi get it. I like Argentina. It's the only playing, thing he's missing in his career. Playing really good football. So, I'm going to give your boy some love, oh, uh, Griffey Jr. Yeah. Uh, so, And that was not – there were so many that I was going to toast, but I had to narrow it down to just one. And uh, so, Griffey Jr. and the MLB are launching the, the HBCU Swingman Classic. Swingman yeah. Classic. So, they're going to – right around the time of the MLB All-Star Game, they're going to have a showcase for 50 – uh, D1 baseball players from HBCUs H- and uh, nice. put them out there and let them be seen and, you know, let them get some scouting done. And, you know, so, yeah, that that's a great gesture. Like I said, I, that was almost my opening toast for this week. Uh, but And then, of course, uh, also Aaron Judge finally signed. Yeah. The big. Yankees brought him back for $40 million a year over nine years. That's right. So, and we would be remiss not to talk about Alabama basketball. Number four, big W, two number or two number ones. Yeah, took down two number ones, and uh, and they did it within two weeks. And it was like they said it was like the first time it had been done since like 1965. So yeah. So if your if your football program is top five and your basketball program is top five, stand up. <laughs> If not, sit down. 
Are we a basketball school now? Uh, no, we're a championship school. We are a championship. Hey, our, so- our women's soccer team was Final Four. Final Four. So yeah, we good things happening over there where legends are made. That's right, Coach Oates. Man, you got them rolling. Yeah, we got I, man, we got such good length. We need to lock. I told you that. Good the, length, man. And that, and our shooting was a little off. Well, in the, well, you know what I loved about that game was you know they pulled they they pulled away on us. Houston was up fifteen yeah. points. Coach put in the four freshmen, Bradley, yeah. Griffin, Clowney, and Brandon Miller, and then he was rotating that fifth spot. So it was the four freshmen, really. Miller was clutched down. The- he was terrible the whole game. I Could know. not hit. What? Who, who made all our free throws? Miller? Miller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miller. Mean, he was clutched. He, he had one point up until that point, and then he hit six straight. Canned every free throw yeah. down the That stretch. was clutch. That I mean, that's – you know and that when you're having an off shooting night, if it gets in your head, you're gonna airball or you're gonna brick your free throws. And he showed his mental toughness None by, of, by being clutch and making only one every of those free throw. only one of them free throws hit the rim. Oh, I mean, and it didn't even really clank bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, it was. It was impressive. Yeah. Number four, man. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Coach Oates, you got him going, man. Keep him going. Keep him hungry. Yeah, we, we need to get that man a nice contract and keep him. You know, they're going to build a new arena. Right. And uh, they also need to lock him up. I'm not worried about a stepping stone job with him anymore. You know, when he first came in and we had a little momentum early with yeah. recruiting. yeah. I was kind of thinking, oh boy, they're going to jump to a, stone. a North Carolina or. But I don't think so, man. I Not think given he, our resources and. I think he's kind he, of building his own legacy. It's kind of like what Dabo has done at Clemson. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think I think he really enjoys it there. I think he he likes, you know, being able to uh, sit down with Nick and get and you know I think he's becoming a better coach and motivator and all that kind of stuff because he has the, you know gets kicked and walk down the hallway and go talk to Nick the and, goat uh, of resources for so sure yeah now he's, he's doing a great job and like I said oh and speaking of Noah Clowney he was second week in a row uh SEC freshman of the week hmm. so yeah good things happening with Bama basketball yeah yeah it's good Mills Lane you know you you know that yeah. name oh yeah I, no, another one that I could have toasted. Yeah. A legendary yeah. boxing referee. Man. Yeah. He pa- he passed away at 85. Um we had a ba- another we had a basketball coach pass away. Yeah, Paul too. Silas. Paul Silas. He, yeah, he just our passed local away. Charlotte yeah, area. he was a Charlotte Hornet uh, coach. Yeah. He um, passed away. Yeah. So, but no, uh Mills Lane when I was kind of reading about him, it was a few things that I found interesting. He did the Tyson Holyfield where Tyson bit off his ear. He bit his ear off, I remember. So he did that. He was also, you remember Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV? The little claymation. I do. He was the referee for that. I remember that. And he also, I didn't even know this, but he had his own court TV show called Judge Mills Lane. Yeah, I do. And it ran from 1998 to 2001. I I think I vaguely remember it, but I don't think I ever watched an episode. I mean, when I think of boxing outside of Muhammad and Tyson, I pretty much think of Mills Lane. I mean, I can't help but picture that short little bald dude. (laughs) You can't help but picture him. He was And his voice. Hell yeah. His voice was very uh, distinct. Yep. For sure. So, yeah, Mills, Mills passed away at 85. 
And in the local Charlotte market, and this is probably a name nobody, Jerry Valancourt. I don't. I mean, I listen to W. I mean, I listen to sports talk radio WFNZ here in the Charlotte area, and Jerry Valancourt is like a, a guest. He was a he was a local local um, newscaster and a and a basketball coach. Just an incredible, awesome dude to listen to the way he spoke and the knowledge he had of basketball. He passed away here in the local market. Mm, okay, and he was he was always his little episodes on WFNZ was always fun to listen to. You got anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I don't think so, man. I think we're right at about thirty-five minutes. 40 I mean, minutes. I think we we covered. Yeah, we we covered, covered a lot of stuff, and we we kind of met our goal of. Keep it, keeping it short but sweet. I think uh, I think that wrap up, wraps up this episode. Boom. Uh, I, did, I did want to mention, be on the lookout. We're going to be doing a giveaway. That's right. Between now and Christmas, we're going to be. We hadn't decided what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be something nice. It's going to be good. We some, don't we some, don't believe in in shitty good. swag. So, so pay attention to our socials. Follow, like, and share because you know, that's what it's going to be based on this yeah, giveaway. Yeah, we're going. We're, we're trying, trying to get our numbers up a little more. Get our numbers up, and we'll give back a lot more as we right. get those numbers up yep. for sure. Yeah. So uh, follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We're on YouTube, Spotify, yep. uh, Apple. Yep. Smash that like button, that's man! Right. You gotta, you gotta like our content and follow it. Follow it, TikToks especially. Yep. Um, email us bourbon buzz and ball and PR at gmail.com that's right um, let us know what you think of the new format yeah yeah hopefully it fits fits more into your uh, time frame <laughs> um, we try to definitely keep it keep a little shorter segments so yeah, it's a little more accessible we're gonna keep refining and adding and taking away until we you know get it right till, till we find exactly what we we want it to be so we're still we're in, we're not going away. No, no. I mean, we we our our studio's free. <laughs> well, kind of. Well, kind of. I mean, this one is, of us is paying for it. He's paying for it. It's a house that Colby built. This is Colby's basement. We're in Colby's basement for our studio. It's free. The only thing that costs us money is our bourbon. Yeah, we're spending a lot of money well, on bourbon. Lately, it's been him spending a lot of money, but I think that's mainly because he's greedy and wants to keep it. I mean. If he buys a good one, he takes it home with him. Well, it's that my way. bourbon. <laughs> if I leave it over here, it's gone before yeah, I get back. Definitely. <laughs> he can take the empty bottle back home with him. And it's not just him now, mind you. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah. we're not going anywhere. That's right. So keep watching. Keep yep. listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.